on 011-883-0702. So this person, Danny, I don't even understand what these imbongis are saying. Thanks for saving money. Uh, yeah, you got to listen with an imbongi's ear, man. Then you'll be able to get what they say. But I agree with Tavi. I think it's a joke that we're being told that this is a major austerity measure, that there's not going to be an imbongi. Be interested to hear. Uh, Professor Diniko Maluleke joins me now. Prof, thank you very much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Yes, Audrey, what a pleasure to speak to you. Much appreciated, sir. Indeed. So there's not going to be an imbongi tomorrow at Sona. What do you think? Well, I I think it's a pity uh, because sometimes the imbongi is revealed a side of the ceremony that... uh, uh, you know, was ironic. I once wrote an article a few years back uh, about the Imbongi who, when President Jacob Zuma, I think I, I titled it something like the Imbongi came to bury Caesar, not to praise him. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, <clears throat> because the Imbongi went on and on about you don't need education, President Zuma. <laughs> you are fine as you are. You are you are a good leader without education. What is education to someone like something to that effect? Yeah, anyway, I remember that. I remember uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so that article is there. I think I wrote it for the Mail and Guardian. And I love and I, I love I, the I, and I love the fact that you you've sort of paralleled the Imbongi to the Shakespearean soothsayer. Um, uh, you know, with your reference to uh, the the Julius Caesar play by 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 William Shakespeare. I think it's beautiful how you've created that parallel. Yeah, certainly. You see, the Imbongis are, um, they sometimes reveal a truth that even they themselves do not intend to reveal. Yes. uh, Necessarily. Sometimes they do because they are very naughty uh, in inverted commas uh, with, with the sort of things they highlight. So, I mean, you know, who knows? We might have heard about the Buffalo Soldier tomorrow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, might, we might have uh, heard about uh, cupcake, but of course the cup and the cake would have been separated. All of these things are possible with an imbongi. So they're all gone. We're not going to see them. Well, some have said that uh, the reason why we don't have an imbongi, and we'll get off the imbongi story just now, Prof., is that uh, Matamela is an outie fandikasi. You know, he doesn't have very deep, strong rural roots, and uh, some of this Imbongi stuff perhaps is uh, of a different era for a different group. Well, do you know a guy called Imwapele Madingwane? No, 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 I don't. Imwapele Madingwane is uh, probably a contemporary of Matamela. He was so to based Yes. He became famous for his poem, Yes. Africa, My Beginning, Africa, Africa my, my Ending. Oh, yes. Oh, that's the guy. All right. Yeah. You see, and it was all in the township. Yes. Pamela, for example. So there is a very strong poetic tradition. Yes. If you like, uh, perhaps not a praise singing tradition, but very similar tradition sure. in the township. So, so it's possible to, to dig these kinds of things out of the township uh, uh, folklore. Because, I mean, even uh, Prime Minister, um, I think it was B.J. Foster at the time of 1976 riots, 
complained about the poetry that was coming out of Soweto. Indeed. That it was too um, too ironic and too radical and that it was uh, causing a lot of the harm that the students were were, were getting into. So uh, being being a Sowetan is no excuse for lack of poetry and 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 and, um, and, and, and law. At, yeah. at, at the state, uh, at the state, uh, at yeah. the sauna. Yeah, and you're speaking about L O R E, not L O W. Yeah. Yes. 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 Hey, Prof. <laughs> let me. <laughs> it's important these things, hey, Prof. Man, it's important. Hey, <laughs> Prof. Let me ask you this question. So, what firstly do you think needs to be in the professor's, in the president's uh, speech, and secondly, what do you believe will actually be in the uh, uh, president's speech. Well, let me start pessimistically. Okay, when I wear my pessimist hat, I think what will be in the speech will be very similar to all the stuff where we have had in Sona speeches. And I'm talking about the stuff about jobs, what they are going to do about jobs, the stuff about. Um, uh, pretending to respond to the concerns of ordinary citizens um, and all of that, but I think we, we've got to we've got to remember that the sauna is two things at once. It is a ceremony. So as you and I are speaking now, it's a banquet. It's yeah. really a state banquet. So as you and I are speaking now, people are fitting their dresses and they are trying to make sure they can walk in the shoes that they have ordered for mm. tomorrow. Mm. Uh, suits are being, uh, are being uh, fitted tonight and making sure that the stomachs are able to be tugged into the suit <laughs> and all of that. So, the, you know, <laughs> so, so there, is, there is that aspect of the sauna, um, which will be pretty much the same as we have seen. Before. And there will be those who come with the wrong colors as usual, and with the right color. So there's a, there's a ba- banquet ceremonial aspect to it, but the speech, pessimistically, is likely to be the same, the same drill, the same dull uh, repetition of promises that are made every time there is a sauna. Yeah. That's likely to happen, but <clears throat> optimistically, I actually hope that um, President Ramaphosa will rise to the occasion. And, and what is the occasion? The occasion is one in which the economy of the country is dead. Uh, maybe it has fainted. Maybe it's, it's better to say it has fainted. And, and this, for me, is one of the biggest facts that he has to deal with. And I'm not so sure that talking about uh, the investment drive that he has had or the job summit, uh, or even the stimulus package uh, that, that he spoke of, but those kinds of things. I hope he doesn't simply repeat those things because they have not until now yielded uh, much, much fruit. Yes. But, but the economy is a huge elephant in the room. And I had one of your callers saying, is the politics stupid? I, I still say it's the economy stupid. Mm. Uh, in this country, if this economy cannot be revived to produce the jobs that it must produce, if ESCOM cannot be fixed to drive this economy, um, uh, uh, I, I, I doubt if, if Ramaphosa will be forgiven 
he, he could perform well in all. I mean, he could read poetry tomorrow. He could give us the best prose tomorrow. But if he doesn't uh, deal with the economy uh, in, a, in a manner that is creative and innovative and that will inspire uh, a sense of belief that yes. he is a man who's going to do something different, I think he will fail. So I expect that to be in his, in his speech. The second big issue is how he manages to convince South Africans that the, 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 the little wars inside the ANC, maybe they are not so little, the factions inside the ANC, the discords inside the ANC, that he is in charge of that, that he's going to deal with that, that he, he is the man who has a plan on how to deal with that. Because, I mean, just last week we saw the ANC speaking incoherently about the Reserve Bank. Yep. Uh, we often hear the ANC speaking incoherently about land. Yeah. Uh, and I understand that there are co- conference uh, decisions that, that have to be respected. But at least speak with one voice. Let us hear yeah. where you are going as a party. Don't let Mboweni say this, and then um, Ramaphosa says this, and then... Godong uh, Wane says something else. For me, that sort of thing, he needs to, to tell us tomorrow yeah. in one way or the yeah. other that yeah. that business is taken care of. Because if it's not taken care of, it's going to interfere with his, uh, with his um, uh, presidency. And Prof- maybe the last thing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe the last thing is that, look, he's got a cabinet. Maybe it's not a cabinet that he chose yeah. one for one, uh, that some of the people were imposed on him clearly. Or the party has said, you've got to give this one in. The question is, can he give this cabinet a new script? Can he inspire them to do something new and something different, to have a sense of agency that we have seen lacking uh, for a long, long time uh, in the cabinet? Is, is he that man uh, who can who can bring bring new life into this cabinet, even if it's not completely the cabinet. Well, Prof, let me jump in on that note. Uh, There's a big conversation taking place at the moment about some of the people that are on the list of possible chairpersons of certain portfolio committees and uh, people like Musebenzi Zwane, Faith Mutambi, Supra Mahomapelo, Bongani Bongo, have been put forward as proposed chairpersons of very strategic and influential um, portfolio committees and uh, somebody sent me a tweet to say but what's the problem this is uh, these are people that were on the list of the ANC even prior to the elections the, elec- the elections have happened the ANC was legitimately um, elected at a rate of 57% of the voters role that participated but also uh, people knew these people were on the list. What's the problem? Uh, why are we all up in arms? What's the problem here? Look, I I partially agree with uh, with that uh, that sentiment. I sympathise with it because, of course, it is no secret. It all started with that party list, which the ANC submitted, and and these names were there. Uh, so. We shouldn't be uh, uh, too surprised about them being appointed now. Yep. But I think we were hoping that many South Africans were hoping that even the ANC would be shy about bringing out some of these characters 
into such important positions yeah. uh, in the portfolio committee. But you know, in the township, we talk about, I don't know if you know John 14. Yeah. You know, John 14 is what is, is, is usually used on Fridays in the township at, uh, at funeral. Um, uh, funeral. Uh, uh, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Prof. Yeah. Who to? Who um, There are many mentions in my father's house. You know. <laughs> I think that the ANC is sometimes like that. You know, it is. It is. It is the father's house with many mentions. Mm. They always take care of 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 you. Uh, if you don't get the up, the upstairs room, you, you will get a small room somewhere downstairs. Uh, and, and and if you lose your cabinet position, we make a plan for you. Uh, you become a portfolio chair or a part, or a committee with. There's a suggestion and in if that that you become an ambassador. Yeah. You know whatever. So yeah. the, the, the the in my father's house there are many rooms. Yeah. That's John 14 for you. Indeed. So this is the John 14 route, uh, as it were. Uh, in, 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 in the ANC. And, and of course, you could argue that these are the people the ANC has in Parliament. So what is the ANC to do? But the ANC has agency. Uh, and, and, I, and, and, and I think the disappointment comes from people who say, if the ANC has agency, surely the ANC could do things differently. Mm-hmm. Uh is there any legitimacy in the outrage that some South Africans are expressing about the fact that people that have been implicated in state capture, in state, in, in malfeasance, in all sorts of corruption, have uh, have now been nominated by the ANC using uh, the excuse that there's the principle of pro- of innocent until proven guilty, that these comrades have been through the cleansing ceremony of the Internal Integrity Commission. So, you know, sorry, uh, should South Africans be outraged? I think I think so. I think uh, certainly with some... Look, we mustn't change all individuals uh, listed in the committees and in the web system with the same brush. Because I think that there are some good, um, uh, some, some good innovative thinking in, in, in that list. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, your, your, your Mtambis, your Bongos, uh, I, I think that, you know, it, it's no secret that they are highly, highly problematic. And so people have every reason uh, to be outraged, I think. Now, you say the ANC has, of course, been voted in 57%, but we must remember it's 67% of 17 million. Yes. 67% of 17 million. Yes. It is not to seven percent of the thirty-five million who ought to have voted. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so, if ten million South Africans voted for the ANC, the, the ten million do not even constitute a third of the total voters' roll uh, in this country. So there should be a little bit of sensitivity to to public outrage. That, that's what I'm saying. Yes. That public outrage should the ANC should be sensitive to public outrage. And people have every reason to be outraged. But who knows? Maybe President Ramaphosa is going to give all of these people a new script and therefore inspire them in a totally different direction <laughs> so that you and I will talk again and we'll say, 
what a wonderful job Zwane is doing in that portfolio committee. You I've got a funny feeling, Prof. I've got a funny feeling that your tongue is firmly lodged into your cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Prof, I want to thank you very much. I want to thank you so much for your time. And as always, it's wonderful talking to you. Hope to speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Aubrey. Professor Tiniko Maluleke, political analyst. Let's take a break. When we come back, Sharon is going to come and read her letter to us.